Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. You're joining at a great time. We're in the third and final installment of the Fan Expo Philadelphia series, and we're closing out strong. We have an amazing interview with author Cami Garcia, the author of the Beautiful Creature series and much more. Uh, so hopefully you guys will enjoy this. She was so generous with her time and the interview is awesome. She gives a lot of pointers for people that are writing with a co-author and just the process of doing that because it's not easy. Um, so I hope you guys will enjoy this. And you also get to listen to me fangirl out over David Tennant. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to interview him for the podcast, but the excitement is there nonetheless. I was so excited to meet him. He's my favorite doctor. And if you don't know, I'm about to educate you. It's Doctor Who. Get on it. Start. Watch. He's the 10th doctor. My favorite doctor. Although I did like not... I mean, I love all the doctors. Like every, every incarnation of the doctor is amazing and they're all different and each actor brings their own uniqueness to the role and the character of the doctor so i love them all but you know 10 was like when i really was like oh my god i love the doctor i love you doctor and i didn't want him to go ever um the doctor and rose huh so amazing great storyline so anyway check it out if you've never watched this show um you have a lot of episodes to catch up on and you will enjoy um i would recommend starting at the ninth doctor that's more modern or more recent um series um because it has been ongoing for like forever like a million years i don't know it's like a a super old show in the uk um but you definitely want to check it out it's gonna be good and if you just heard that rattling i'm so sorry guys i'm like kicking stuff under my desk i probably need to uh rearrange a little bit in here but anyway let's go ahead and get into the episode oh no before we get started with the interviews i do have one thing i did not do the drink of the week last week i apologize guys um i did it but i didn't ever post it so i'm gonna post it this week and the drink was the dalgana coffee and that was the popular drink during the pandemic um Everybody was obsessed with making this cloud coffee. So Dalgana is a popular Korean candy um, from the 1970s and 80s that was made with melted sugar and baking soda. And then during the um, pandemic, people discovered a way to kind of recreate those that flavor profile in a coffee drink using um, instant coffee. And it is delicious. And just like a little bit more about Dalgana, and I'm pretty sure I'm butchering the actual pronunciation of it. So you guys just have to forgive me. Um, The other name for it is Popki. And again, I'm probably saying it wrong, so I apologize. But if you watched Squid Games, um, there's that famous scene where he has to cut into that, that candy using the needle and cut out the shape and that is what Dalgana is. It's that um, that shape, that that candy that he was cutting and then he wound up licking it, right? So that's what it is. Um, so yeah, just another thing to watch if you have not. And if you haven't watched Squid Games, which I've said before, more power to you because you have resisted the force of like everybody and their mama haven't watched it. Which on a side note, I think they're coming out with a season two, which is very exciting. But enough about that. We're going to go ahead and get into back into the... Fan Expo Philadelphia, guys. Enjoy. Let's see. (gasps) Is that David Tennant? I told you. David Tennant is here, and I may have rethought my life and decided to stand in a 12-hour line, but I can't do it. I can't do it. 
but it's David Tennant. Time is wibbly wobbly. I'm losing my mind right now. I'm having a fangirl moment. I'm just going to like stare awkwardly from here. Oh my God, his hair is majestic. After about 10 seconds of debate, Shantae jumped in the line. And of course I followed because it's David Tennant for crying out loud. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing when I listen back to this audio because I was literally hyperventilating. <laughs> like I couldn't catch my breath. I got so excited and I was speaking ridiculously. But anyway, stay tuned for the aftermath of me meeting David Tennant. It was ridiculous, but amazing. So I feel like I need to post this or record this for posterity stake. So I do not forget what happened the day I met David Tennant. So I just made, met David Tennant. It was pretty amazing. I gave him my card. Well, this was the conversation. He said hi. I said hi. Then <laughs> Mr. Tennant, a.k.a. David, with his beautiful accent, said, well, no, 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 it was me. I spoke next. Then I said, I love you. You're my favorite doctor. And also, I love your podcast. And he said, really? That's awesome. Thanks. And I was like, also, I do a podcast. So here's an awkward pause in the middle of me recounting my tale. I'm not sure what happened. I think I might have been moved to great emotion, but here we go. And I said, also, I do a podcast. And he was like, oh, that's brilliant. What's it about? And I said, it's a literary fiction podcast. And I was like, I have my card. Can I give you one? And he said, absolutely. So I gave him my card and he complimented my card and said that it was very nice and high tech. We're going the wrong way. And... <laughs> Anyway, it was quite amazing, and I was very excited, and I met David Tennant. Yay! And maybe he'll listen to the podcast. That would be amazing. After fangirling out about David Tennant, I got to fangirl again as I got to interview author Cami Garcia. She's the number one uh, New York Times bestselling author of the Beautiful Creatures series. Um, she actually was a co-author of that, and um, she also is a comics writer, so she's written for DC, uh, written uh, characters that you guys will be very familiar with, Raven, um, Harley Quinn, right, um, Joker. These are all uh, Teen Titans. You know, you know who these characters are. And she's done an amazing job of writing for them. Um, so you definitely are going to want to listen to this interview. I was so excited. And again, she was so generous with her time. Thank you so much for the interview, Cammie. Before you get into the interview, I just want to remind you that it was recorded while at a convention and there were people all around. And so there is some background audio that I was not able to scrub completely. There's some discussions and conversations happening in the background that you can hear and it's beyond my skill ability to uh, erase it. Hopefully I'll get better as time progresses, but you can hear the interview very clearly. Um, so enjoy. All right, I'm here with author Cami Garcia, author of Beautiful Creatures series and also many works uh, for DC Comics. And we're just going to ask her a couple of questions. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Is it okay if I come and reach across this way so you can hear you? So I also write, like, I know yeah. Beautiful Creatures was written with a friend. Um, how is that process for you? Well, since I wrote, Margaret Stoll is my co-author on Beautiful Creatures. Since I started writing with someone else, it's not hard for me. Because I never, I wrote my first novel with somebody else. So for me, it's like very natural. Um, but I know other people that, you know, either don't like it or think it's harder. I think it's easier to work with someone else. Really? 
Yeah. Okay, so I've been working, me and my best friend have been working on a book series for years, and I find it way more difficult. How did you find the balance? Because well, right. number one, neither of us have any ego. Like I, like we don't even track changes when Margie and I write. She sends me a chapter, and then I delete whatever I don't like. I rewrite whatever I want. We don't discuss it, and it's like erosion. The strongest, you know, the strongest prose is what we're left with. Some sentences have, at a, you know, half of it's my sentence and half of it's something she added. Um, we literally don't confer. We we don't like we don't discuss it until we get to literally like um, copy edit level where we're discussing like do we want to cut that or whatever. But with each other, like we didn't even know how to use track changes until we got an edit. Of, we sold the book professionally. Yeah, we just delete. You know. Well, like, Margie almost always ended up writing Marion. Even if I write her, she would be mostly rewriter because Margie's, like, the one who loves quotes and, like, you know, like, you know, she's, like, a bookworm. Like, so, and then, like, I wrote, like, a lot of Seraphine. Like, because, you know, like, I love dark characters and killing people and setting stuff on fire. So there were certain characters that one of us might, like, normally take the lead on. But, like, when it came to the main characters, like, both of us would write Ethan and Ridley and Link and uh, Lena. And then both of us loved writing Macon. So we would just, like, take turns. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, once we, especially once we wrote the first book, because then the characters really, like, take on a life of their own. Like, they have their own distinct voices. So, you know, like, even... If we either of us wrote something that didn't feel like organic to the character, it was pretty obvious, and we would have to cut it or rework it. Do you find was that ever a challenge? Just like the voice, like the narrative voice. I mean, for us, because we don't like what I find that I can usually pick out is people who. Um, so I have friends like David Levithan. When he writes with people, he's one character; they're another POV. And so, like, he's the guy, maybe, or one boy, and then someone else is the other boy. So David's writing is, like, all of his chapters. Jennifer Nivens is all of hers. Uh, for me, what I find is that most people don't do a great job of, who don't, are, most people who are very micromanaging of each other don't do a great job of melding a voice. Jake Kristoff and Amy Kaufman are an example of a team that does an excellent job. Christina Lauren, same thing. They're not possessive. They write over each other. I can never tell which one. And I'm friends with them. Like, I knew them before they were published. I can't tell which one of them wrote what. It's very easy for me to tell. Like, the kind of writing team where they have to confer about every, you know, cut, I can usually tell that they're, like, it's not cohesive. Because when you have that, when you're that controlling over your work and your voice, you're not going to be cohesive. And to me... If you're that controlling, you shouldn't be writing with someone else because if you think your words are that special and precious that no one else can touch them, you should write alone. Because I also, I don't, my editor cuts stuff all the time. I don't care. Because to me, like, I know how to write and I have a lot of words and those other people working with me are making my work better. So I'm not possessive. I'm very Stephen King. You kill your darlings. Um, I mean, sometimes Margie would, I just, but now I would disagree and we would trade. She would be like, I really want to keep that line. And I'd be like, okay, well, then I get to keep that one line you cut. And we would bargain. But that would be, like, at line edit level. You know, like, you know, but, and then we would just, like I said, we bargain. 
I'm writing right now, I'm writing an Audible original with Gwenda Bond and Sam Humphreys. And same thing. We only track changes when we get down to the very, very last pass we're about to turn in. Before that, we all just write. We have a Google Doc. Margie and I was horrible because there was no Google Docs, so we sent Word Docs back and forth, which was like, there was a lot of version control problems because we would be writing out of the wrong one. But Sam and Gwenda and I just used Google Docs. And I think that's what, I think Christina Lowe and Christina from Christina Lauren are the ones who told me to do that. So I think that's what they use. And see, and I don't, like, I don't, like, we keep, me and Sam and Gwenda, it's all off. We don't keep edit on. Yeah. But that's how Margie and I write, because, like, I don't want to see what Sam changed and stuff. I read, if it feels weird or sounds bumpy, I change it. If it doesn't, I don't care. Let me ask one more question. Do you start with the outline of where Absolutely. So you and we confer, like, so we do a full outline, and, like, what Margie and I would do is, like, we would write like the first six chapters and we would go over that back and forth until like it was solid. And then we'd look at the outline before we go to the next section to see if we change things, you know, readjust. Me and Sam and Gwenda do an outline. Then we basically write like we will each take like the two. So it'll be usually we'll write six chapters. Then we like have a debrief zoom and we're like, and Sam will be like, I caught a problem. Like, when I was writing mine, we haven't dealt with this. Somebody really needs to address this in the middle of the book. So then we go back into the outline. We make adjustments. We kind of bullet under each chapter. what you. It's kind of like what you need to make sure is in there when you're writing. And then, like, sometimes Sam will be like, I thought of this really cool thing I added to my chapter. So Cammy, when, so for example, there's one character that Sam and Gwenda only write, one character only Sam and I write, and then each of us have one that we only write. And the, but the other people still go over it. So, like, I'll be like, Sam, when you write Sybil, make sure you do this, because I added this thing. And then we, like, make notes, and I always make notes as we're on the call of anything that applies to what my chapters are. And then we just, same thing. We just write over it. We don't, you know, we don't use the edit mode. Nobody, you know, no one tracks anything. Um, I love this. Thank you so much because um, a lot of people that listen are writers themselves. So I interviewed different authors and asked, like, yeah. what do you do? What's your process? My biggest thing is I think unless, I mean, I know people who are pansters who don't use an outline, but the ones who do it really successfully are few and far between. And, um, there are people who like, I have friends who will write a book and basically they have to write the first draft of that book to figure out what the story is. And then they'll write another one. Like I've never written more than one draft of a book. Now that does, I mean, I might edit that draft for six months, but like I've never had to start from scratch. And I think it's because I use an outline. So, and I use a beat sheet. I am, I 100% believe in Save the Cat. Jessica Brody's book, Save the Cat Writes a Novel, is genius. Like, I make sure my beats are where they belong. I outline. And then, like, I and I send it to my critique partners. And they look at it. And they're like, actually, I think, you know, you're missing a big emotional beat in this, you know, outline. And then, like, I will go back and reevaluate as I'm writing. But for me, I always know the end. And I have some friends that they might not do the exact end. But they know, like, I'm either going to do this or this. So, like, to me, like, I'm always writing to the, I don't know every single thing I'm doing, 
but I always know like this is the, I'm writing from this beat to this one. And I might make up a bunch of stuff in between, but I know by chapter three, I will get to that beat. And so for me, it helps me to stay, not go on tangents or get super off track on like weird stuff. It helps me to stay focused on like, you know, what the, the external plot and the internal kind of arc of the character is and really make sure also that the character has agency and that they... So one of the biggest problems that I've learned from my fellow authors and also, you know, I'm a craft book junkie, is the fact that there's a lot of people who have reactive protagonists. They are constantly reacting to the plot. Like, your protagonist should be put the, should be the action pushing the plot forward. So with me, I'm always, that's something I can fall into because I, with Supernatural, it's like something happens and then they react. So I still have to always go back and check, like, are they making an active decision that's what's moving the plot versus just reacting to, like, disasters? So, for me, I use that outline also as a way to constantly check myself and be like, uh-oh, she's starting to get really reactive. I have to, like, mess around with things and fix it. That's really good advice. I know I struggle with outlining, so... K.M. Weiland, uh, Kim Weiland, has a really... Um, great she has a great blog but um her books i can't remember what they're called but they're by cam wyland she has a one that's about plot and one that's about character arcs and each one there's a workbook and like i have a lot of friends who like every time they write a novel they just buy a new workbook and you know work on it for their plot cam wyland mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're welcome All right, people, that is the end of our Fan Expo series. And like I said, we went out with a bang. Uh, you got to hear me lose my mind over David Tennant and an amazing interview with Cami Garcia. Again, I just want to thank all of the authors, cosplayers, and everyone that took the time to speak with us and uh, tell us about their craft and give us some pointers on how to do what they do. Uh, so thank you, and I hope that you guys enjoyed this series. We will be bringing more amazing content like this. I'm working on uh, getting interviews with different authors, getting in at different conventions and places where I can bring you guys the things that you want to hear about. So if there are interviews that you'd like to see me try to do or places that you would like me to visit and talk about on the show, please, by all means, send me an email, hit me up on uh, social media, and let me know what you guys are, are looking to listen to. Meanwhile, next week, we'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming, and I will uh, be back with some fresh stories for you guys. Until then, you guys can uh, make sure to like and subscribe, uh, give us a rating on whatever platform you listen, whatever streaming platform you listen to Fictionary on, please take a moment to give us the highest rating possible. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, it helps us to uh, get our numbers up and to show up on lists so that other listeners are made aware of the show. Um, so if you guys can do that for me, I would really appreciate it. And again, like I said, we'll be back next week with some new stories. And of course, we're going to talk story as usual. So I will see you guys later. Until next time, keep on reading. Oh yeah, <laughs> before I go, just, you know,
It's allergy season and I'm really hating the way that my voice sounds and the fact that I can't breathe to save my life. So please bear with me, guys. I'm working on it. I'm trying to work on breath control, but it doesn't help when I'm highly congested. If you can relate, you know, hands up, allergy season. I love spring, but I hate it. Anyway, keep on reading, guys. (laughs) 